legacy means a lot of things to a lot of people. To some, it's lasting integrity. It's building and maintaining a history of greatness. It's making an impact on people and community. For others, it's dependable security and assurance in an uncertain time. To us, it's all of that and more. It's a mindset of brother and sisterhood of hardworking people dedicated to doing the right thing for you and those you care about. Of growing today for a better tomorrow. That's what legacy means at Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group. What does it mean to you? Let's talk legacy. Hello, I'm Gary Michaels, one of the founders of Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group, and welcome to Let's Talk Legacy. Well, I am really excited to be interviewing on our podcast, Stephanie Glanzer. She's the chief sales officer of all MGM properties for MGM Resorts. And I've had the opportunity to get to know Stephanie a little bit through her husband originally, who I worked with at the Bellagio over the last few years and followed her success all the way to what she's doing now. We'll talk about that a little bit in the interview. She's not only a great leader, but a great leader in the community. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Gary. Excited to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. So let's dig into this. You earned degrees in organizational business as well as sales and marketing from Southern Methodist University in Dallas. Why did you decide to apply that degree towards a career in the leisure industry versus other lines of business? (laughs) Yeah, I think I need to tell the 30 second backstory of how that came to be because it means a lot to where I am today. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I, I was actually a classical ballet dancer. I started at a very young age and trained Boston and New York and had the opportunity to live a very unique childhood. I, you know, left school every day and went to city and left early. And again, that was my life. And I picked SMU because SMU has a great ballet program. And I knew that I wanted to stop dancing professionally, but go to school at the same time. So ended up having the opportunity to take my ballet classes in the morning to stay in shape. I would fly back and forth to Boston for nutcracker seasons and then get my business degree. And when I got a degree in sales and marketing, never did I intend to stay in Vegas forever. I moved here the year I graduated. And I honestly, the thought was that I was going to stay at the Mirage for one year and then go off to grad school. And and I've just, again, never left the company. So, but that's how life happens. (laughs) So what attracted you to resorts? I mean, the resort's huge. Okay. And Was there an attraction as a kid to this or when you got into the business a little bit? Wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah, it was the latter for sure. Definitely not what I thought. I mean, you know, loved always to travel. Uh, My parents, you know, again, from we were the house that, you know, my parents entertained and hospitality and cooking. So I guess it was always a part of me. uh, But never did I think that this is where I would end up. It's actually kind of funny because I'm still very close to a lot of friends from my childhood. And I, I don't think any of them or any of us thought that this is where I would be. I think honestly, because I moved to Vegas at the time, it was a guy that I was dating in college, lived here. And I thought, okay, I'll do one year. And it's again, when you start in this industry at especially at an iconic property at the time, like the Mirage was to have the experience of being a part of a company that was opening Bellagio later that year. And, you know, again, it was really because of the opportunities that I've been given. You fall in love with this industry and you get to create experiences and you get to watch the success of these big programs and say, okay, this is pretty amazing. 
So when you're in this industry, it's hard to leave it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You've had a variety of different positions in your 23-year career. If you look at your resume, there's a lot on there. Where do you feel you've been able to create the most impact? My biggest pride in my career is, you know, first of all, been with the same company in those 23 years and just had opportunities to move and change at the right time. And I would say my impact is I love whether it's myself or anyone that's on my team watching them get to the next level. Mm -hmm. That is probably what I'm most proud of. It, that's probably to me the most impactful, meaningful of why we do what we do when we lead teams. It is. There's a almost like a sugar high, right? When you can help somebody else achieve it. If we only can control ourselves, we can inspire others. So when they get to that level, we're like, right on, right on. So MGM Resorts is the largest entertainment casino hotel company in the world with over 42,000 hotel rooms and over 4 million square feet of meeting space and multiple theaters and arenas. And gosh, every time you blink your eye, something new's coming up. It must be overwhelming thinking of the scale of your work all at once. Can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> the word scale, when you live it, it's just the norm for me, right? And I say that in the sense of, for me, you know, being in a hotel that's 3,000 rooms, that's the only size hotel I've ever worked in. <laughs> right. And the size and scale of what we deal with, I don't want to say there's not a difference, but there really isn't a difference. You're just doing things bigger. You're doing things at a higher volume. So it is the magnitude of having so many buildings and hotel rooms, both in the city, both in the country, as well as internationally. But to us that live it every day, it's what we do. How do you break it down? So how many properties do you guys have? And how do you break down the big Goliath into smaller pieces? Or do you not? Do you treat it as almost it's one big program that there's different parts of it? I would say that as an organization, first of all, we were multiple companies that throughout years came together into one company, right? So MGM buys Mirage Resorts, and then we acquire Mandalay Bay Resort Group. And this all happened in the early 2000s. But when you bring together three cultures that were very different, not in bad ways, just different, right? You have different training programs, different cultures, different you know things that you, that you communicate to employees. Then you come together. It does take years for a company of our size to get to a point that we are one company, one culture. And I would say that we have gotten much better at treating it as one organization even to the point that, you know, we have our Vegas properties and then you have the regional portfolio, which are our properties in Massachusetts, Borgata, Maryland, Beau Rivage, Biloxi, and Detroit, Tunica, Northfield. And my point is, is even those sales organizations, we integrate into our sales organizations, whether it's from meetings or, you know, touch bases. And even again, they run independently day to day but they are still a part of MGM Resorts. Okay, so a lot of our listeners tend to be leaders. Mm -hmm. What would you say the biggest technique you use to managing and leading a big organization? Like I'm thinking you lead the person that runs Mandalay Bay. You lead the person that runs Bellagio. These are huge organizations just in themselves. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone that's leading an organization that's leading other leaders? Sure. I think that it comes down to having people in the right roles to lead those teams and having trust and giving them empowerment that they lead the team. And obviously, 
you know, even just from a sales standpoint, I can't be on the phone all day long with the VPs of sales at every property. However, we trust that they're running their day-to-day operation because they're in the right role for the right reason. So when you ask me that question, it's having the right layers and the right people in the right roles and giving them empowerment to lead their teams day-to-day. So important. If they don't feel empowered, they can't be themselves. And you put them in that role in the first place in most cases, right? Or you may get them out of that role if they're not the right person in the role. So you have a strong passion for public speaking and being in front of people and sharing your gift. I mean, what ways do you believe that has served you being able to share your story? And how do you think your message has helped others? Well, first of all, I appreciate you saying that about public speaking because it is something that I kind of I don't want to say fell into. I didn't intend to speak as much as I do now. You're always your hardest critic. I'm very fortunate to have a husband that also gives me constructive feedback on a regular basis, which I appreciate. <laughs> Often our spouses do that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that's a, that's a good thing, by the way. Right. So I didn't intend that to happen. But again, when you get put into positions that you want to advocate and represent your brand, it's very important to me to tell the narrative of our story. And, you know, look, when I had the opportunity to get this role and represent MGM Resorts as a leader in the sales and hospitality organization, you think about three months later, we went into a shutdown pandemic. And I had to make sure that, again, in ways, whether virtual or not, that we continue to stay in touch with our customers, to talk to the industry about what we were doing from a health and safety, even to this day on the advocacy of all the success that's happening in meetings and events. I know. And I was going to ask you about that. COVID has had an enormous impact on the Las Vegas economy and it's hit hotels and resorts in particular. So what are some of the biggest takeaways for you over the past year and a half and how have you adapted? The biggest takeaways is no matter what we all do in our profession, we are people first. I think people have heard me say this, but when it is true that what we all went through together, it wasn't, again, just the Zoom calls professionally. It was we were all dealing with stuff at home, whether it was kids or loved ones getting sick or friends not having work. So we were all dealing with things personally. And I can say this because it's a memorable day that happened. And I'm not a emotional person. And I got on a call with my team. And it was just one of those days that I think everything from the past six months had just added up and added up. And I started crying. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even know why. I was like on the phone. I think we had, you know, whether another group had canceled or we were negotiating something. And it was one of those moments that, you know, I laughed at 10 minutes later. But we were people going through things together. And I think the authenticity of it was difficult for everybody that brought us even closer. You know, it was about making sure that we were taking care of each other first personally, then saying, how do we get through this professionally? And to your point about us being impacted, I could not have done it if I didn't have the team that got me through it. The conversations that they had to have every single day. And these are salespeople that they thrive on watching the execution of of something happen. Well, instead, they were working, 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 working. There was no execution of that event happening. So for that, you know, again, for all of us bringing together closely as people first, uh, that's really what I, I learned and I got out of it. And there were 
companies and organizations and teams that actually did get closer during this time because we experienced something together for the first time that was pretty impactful to all of us. I, I got a small tear to my eye when you said that because of all the impactful things we've all been through in our lives, we're all part of putting something together, right? That it is so huge. And thank yeah. God, Zoom and all the other platforms that were out there for us to, to do that. But there's nothing like being eyeball to eyeball with somebody. There's something to be said for that, right? And, and the momentum that that carries. Let me shift gears a little bit with you. You're obviously a successful woman and, and you're humble about it. And you're in a male-dominated area of business for the most part. There's more and more females getting involved, as we see. How has this been an asset to you during your career and something that's given you a different perspective and position to look at this whole situation? Yeah. When you ask me that question, I will say it in two ways. One, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. And if you be yourself and give 110%, it doesn't matter, male, female, anything is possible. And I think that, you know, again, the, the, the thing that from a female, it is a different perspective, right? I do say that you can sit around a boardroom table and a male and a female can say the same thing with the same tone. It sometimes comes across differently from a female than it does a male. And whether that is right or wrong, it is true. Sure. And what I like to say is I'm a big believer in your brand. I try really hard to work on my brand every single day. And I ask my team to do the same thing to really be intentional on how you say things, what you say, and that you can still be assertive, you can still be direct, you can still be professional, but as a female to do it in a respectful, kind way, you have to think through those things. Again, not right or wrong, but true that you have to be intentional on how you are perceived both at the boardroom table or in customer interactions or with your team and be relatable that you can do it, that you are the best and the brightest and the smartest, again, but intentional on how you represent that brand. That's huge. Yeah. And we're all just people doing the best we can, right? With the best faculties and the best experiences we've had in our life, whether we're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. Exactly. We've been conditioned over the years certain ways, but there's just so much growth in that area. And it's so great to see you in a role of that, but you're the best person for the job, not because you are male or female. Thank you very much. So we mentioned that MGM Resorts is the largest entertainment casino hotel company in the world, serving millions each year. Do you still think of it as being about individual hospitality or do you feel it's about getting organizations to your properties? Is it a combination of both? Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on how you personally and the brand want to impact people as a whole. The answer is both. And I believe that it's, it's two things. One, for sure, individual, right? As a hospitality company, we have to create individual memories and experiences to look back on people to say, that being there made me feel good. I can't wait to get back again, right? Whether that is through a dinner, whether that is through watching a show, our goal is to bring joy and happiness to people through the experiences that we can create. But when you talk about organizations, again, we do that individually through meetings and events. We want people to feel that as an attendee coming to an event, that not only are they getting that experience, but that there also is ROI in why they would come to an event at an MGM Resorts property. So I use the example of not just health and safety, but of wellness, right? We're really trying to do a big push on you can come to a convention and actually go home feeling better than you started. And how do we as a company make sure that people 
are, you know, using the gyms and have that we are offering up to meeting planners healthy menus and that we offer our stay well meeting rooms and meeting spaces because we want a group to be successful by the attendees wanting to come because they want to be at an MGM Resorts property. And if the attendees are happy, the company just made their ROI of coming there. And so whether it's financial, whether it's incentive, whatever the purpose is, we have to ensure that not just the attendee is getting it, but that the organizer is getting the benefit as well. Well, as I said, the name of our show is Let's Talk Legacy. What does legacy mean to Stephanie Glanzer? Hmm. I should have thought about this because <laughs> I could go in so many different ways. You know, legacy means that I told you about my brand and it's very important to me. And that doesn't mean that you're always having to be on or that it's not authentic. My legacy, I think, is I give my very absolute best. I am my biggest critic. I am hard on myself. And to show that everything I'm doing, I am doing for a purpose and a reason. And I want to make us better. As great as the company is and as great as the experiences we provide, I believe that I can make a difference to even make us better. Now, let me ask you this. So what does legacy mean to your family? Yeah. You know, I talked to my son. I, my youngest is eight. We have conversations often about this, actually, of why I work so hard. And, you know, we work hard to play hard. And we live life. I mean, we live life to the fullest between concerts and restaurants and taking the kids and, you know, just me getting off of work early on a Friday and saying, hey, let's go get ice cream. Those things are intentional. So he knows that I work hard in order to live this life that we enjoy it. You and I are very similar in that way. We're both in very high positions in what we're doing with our work, but we both have kids. Yeah. We both have families. What recommendations would you make to a business leader out there that's having a challenge with that balance? Because it's one thing to calendar it, but there's another thing to be present. Wouldn't you agree? You could be there in the room with them, but you're looking on your phone, okay? Or you're looking at them, but you're not fully there. What would you recommend to people that have that challenge? First of all, I you said the word balance. I think I even said the word balance. I tried not to use the word balance because it's not ever going to be balanced, right? right. It's integrated and how do you integrate all the work that you do with your kids and your family? And by the way, it's the kids and the family that are the priority. Your family and your kids and yourself come first. How do you integrate the work into that life? So when you ask me about not looking at my phone or, you know, being intentional, I never want to look back and say, why didn't I go to that, you know, school open house? I am at every single one of those. I will, you know, I may not bake the cookies. I may get the cookies, <laughs> but I still go yeah. to every single one because I don't want to look back and say that I was never there. That's huge. And part of the reason that, you know, my gas tank is empty a lot, but that's okay because at least I, I'm doing both. No, I hear you. I hear you. The last question I'd like to ask you is talk what legacy means in your business life, both in the legacy you're leaving for the MGM brand, as well as what legacy means as far as what you're providing for your clients. I think on the MGM brand, being a good leader or being the best leader I can be is my priority. So the legacy would be that the team that I work with feels that I may have made an impact to them in some way or another. And whether that is, you know, just ensuring that I try to always ask about personal first and say, you know, how's your, how's your son? How's your kids? So again, to be remembered as a leader that cared about them as people 
I think that that would be part of the legacy from a team standpoint. And when you ask relative to customers, I'm going to go back to what I said is I want to feel that I'm making a difference in their experience with MGM Resorts. And however that can be on streamlining a process, being in better contact with a customer, making something better or easier or, you know, again, whatever that means better for them, that is important to me. Awesome. Man, I, I, I could go on for five hours, although we only have a half hour. So, Steph, always a pleasure and uh, just appreciate what you do. So many people have had a lot of stresses in their life and a lot of things happen. And the entertainment industry for so many is a way to have a little bit of a break from that. And what you and your team do is amazing. So uh, thanks for all you do and uh, keep rolling. I greatly appreciate it, Gary. Again, I respect you unbelievably, and you know that. That's why I left the opportunity when you asked me to come on. So thank you. Awesome. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn more, visit us at southwesternlegacy.com slash action. Shoot us an email via our easy contact form to find out how you can become an agent or how we can meet your needs for final expense coverage. You can find this and other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Let's Talk Legacy is a presentation of the Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group, a member of Southwestern Family of Companies.